What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Caleb Pearson, laughing at me already yeah, hold, to hold, my hold, far hold, right. Could you do that better with a little I, more? I can't. Uh, I can't do it with any more gusto, guys. I'm so sorry. I, I feel like I'll just go ahead and address my listeners. Uh, recovering from laryngitis. This is this is where we're at, kids. So everybody settle in. Believe it or not, I am enthusiastic about this content, Ashton. Okay, no matter what it seems or sounds, you don't want to hear yeah, what it's I've like. Been there. I've had laryngitis. To try to go higher yeah. than this is a scene, man. Yeah. Like, ugh, it's insane. But anyway, this is where we're at. Um, gentlemen, before we dive into uh, the sermon for this week, again, we're recording a little bit later because of me. But um, follow the stars upon us this weekend. I wanted to kind of ask you guys briefly, how how are you guys partaking in it? How are you involved? Um, because next week, I almost feel like we can devote some time on Sermon Spotlight to a debrief of mm-hmm. it. Um, at least what we got to see, how we got to feel. I could maybe reach out to Scott Santmeyer and see if he has anything we could we could bring up in addition to whatever we talk about Sunday yeah. morning. Um, Mark, I think you have had a pretty regular role at Follow the Star the last umpteen years. Ten you, years. This uh, is ten you're, year. you're a wagon rider. What's your title? Uh, uh, what, uh, wagon host uh, or wagon I think I never even meant introduced him as our guest. I think I made fun of you, and he That's has right. yet to be introduced. This third figure, senior pastor, Mark, not his only, title. You've, you've not only lost your voice, you've lost I've your lost my sense touch. of respect. Yeah, I've lost my yeah. touch. Uh, uh, <laughs> your title is senior pastor, Mark Carey, but as far as Follow the Star is concerned, yeah. is it a wagon writer? I'm a lowly wagon host writer. Did you add any of those adjectives, or is that what the literature says? I think that's we're in search of a lowly. <laughs> we we know our place. We are the ones. No, no, we're not like some people who ride in the pickup in the warmth of a of a heater. Yeah, that and was I, me three years in a row. People, I will remain. You know, will remain unknown, like <clears throat> John Avery or others. That was me three uh, years in a row. No, we are on the back yeah. in the wind and the cold, trying to make other people who are cold feel warm and 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 and, and invite. <laughs> Somebody put so that on the T-shirt. In fact. If we don't do our job right, uh-huh. by the time the people in that short little ride, by the time people mm. get dropped off at the marketplace, they're already done. They, they could be mad. Yeah, yeah. they, they could just be, hop on a wagon, go back to the they, car. They would hop on the way. Yeah. So it it really is the most important role sure. of the whole thing. But I don't want right. to say wanna, that. Don't want. We wouldn't say that. I wouldn't want to say I, that. You wouldn't say that on forum. like a podcast. And it's just between the three of us. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, do you give? I, I heard you give a historical lens on even Kernstown Battlefield. Is that true or not? Do you have a? Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you have a method. I, there's a method to my madness. Um, Believe it or first not. First of all, it, it's a real blessing that the Kernstown Battlefield people yes. allow us to use that. Absolutely. Sure. And so, in one sense, I, by saying my little spiel at, in part of that wagon ride, I, I want to. Yeah. I'm really thanking the, the right. folks. Because it's a big deal. It, it's a yeah. it's a big deal, and it really was a key battlefield. Um, yeah. uh, thousands of men, you know, 150 plus years ago. So I, I share a little bit of that, but then I real quickly trans transition and say, but I don't want us to go back 150 years. I want us to go back 2,000 years. Look at that and boom, oh, yeah, and, so uh, good, king, so good, <laughs> and uh, that's good. That's exciting. Yeah, I mean. People are so excited that they're dropping off the bales. You know, they're falling. We got to go back and pick them up because they're just, you know, they get they're, so excited. they're overjoyed. They're blown away. Yeah. <laughs> Ashton, what about you? Are you taking the kiddos out there? What's what's that look like? Yeah, we'll probably 
take them through, dress them up in the layers, old and enough to kind of really love it and enjoy it and yeah. see the story. And she knows that Christmas is about Jesus, and mm. so I'm excited to see what just through her eyes as we walk mm. through that. Mm. Yeah, a lot of my a lot of my stuff for Follow Star has been beforehand, just okay, uh, sure, graphics and communication stuff. So. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm slotted to be with um, Don, John Morrison, and uh, <clears throat> Jim Hannibal to do gospel presentation at the cross. But I got a good a, thing that's less believe important it or not, than the you gotta, ride. You gotta <laughs> yeah. have a, wait a minute. Okay, all right. You have shame. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did we have a sermon on that recently? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully my voice holds up because a quiet, warm podcast booth with what is definitely not coffee is way better as far as the aesthetic than a loud, cold environment where I got to, you know, scream. I got to give Jesus to people. So anyway, hopefully the Lord will give me a voice to do that. If not, and somebody else steps in, I'll probably, you know, just wear a disguise, get on Mark's wagon and figure out if this, if he's really (laughs) all the hype. So anyway, that's good. All right. Well, why don't we jump into a Sunday in review then? I know it's been several days, but uh, Mark, you were were teaching out of Mark chapter one, uh, verses kind of 40 and 45, um, talking about leprosy and and what that looks like for us. And so, um, I don't know, Ashton, if you and I want to start out by just talking about what stood out to us, or if, or if you had an immediate point you wanted to bring up to dictate our time this morning, um, either one of you, if you want to take, Go take ahead. that on. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I wanted to just thank you for this sermon. I mean, I, I feel like every, I could thank you every week, but this particular one was just very powerful. Hmm. Um, you really felt like you really got into the text and, and mm-hmm. the, the preaching of it and the encouragement and that, that really is this is an incredible passage mm-hmm. um, just an incredible glimpse into uh, the compassion and the, the love of Christ for people and it's really kind of a, an overture of his whole purpose and you kind of touched on that of, mm-hmm. uh, of taking uh, of his willingness to cleanse his mm-hmm. his kind of taking of uh, of sickness and sin on himself and just just a really incredible um, unpacking of that so I was I mean I was in tears several times just listening through it and mm-hmm. just applying it to my own life and just remembering um, the things that Christ has done for me mm-hmm. and just uh, it was very very good uh, to, to hear and to sit in mm. yeah that's good I think that we had a question from somebody or a, or yeah. a comment that uh, kind of is able to take it a, a little bit further. I don't know if you wanted to read that. Yeah, Brian wrote in. Um, you guys can, can be a part of the podcast over at fpcva.life slash Sherman Spotlight. You can also reach out to us on all the social platforms. Um, Ashton, I don't know if you want to find that and read it for us. Really good, really good thoughts. Again, it was good to hear somebody from the congregation kind of digest the sermon and then get to a point where they were like, let's let's see what they have to say about this and maybe they can elaborate on the podcast. So do you, yeah, do you have that? Yeah, I've got it. So Brian wrote in. He said a few things in this sermon and passage stood out uh, that leprosy is an overt, sped up example of what happens to everyone in a sense. Uh, the, the immediate healing shows how justification works for believers. The leper gets a new name. He goes from the identity as a leper to the man cleansed by Jesus. Uh, mm-hmm. by, by nature of this healing, Jesus alone gets the glory. And the leper now goes from no community as an outcast to true community as a Christ follower. Uh, and also, as Mark explained, he's now adopted. Um, mm. So my question from Brian, it seems 
to me that Jesus touching him first is there for a reason and, and a really big deal. Uh, I'm curious to hear what further this may mean as you discuss this passage. Yeah. And, I, I, and clearly, um, Jesus wouldn't have had to touch the leper. Right. And, mm-hmm. and other miracles, well, he's done that before. Yeah. Done that before. Yeah. Um, in this particular setting and with a leper, Mm. It, it made it all the more powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a couple things that at different layers here that we could, that I think the question is, what did the author intend? Uh, you know, as, as mm. Mark writes this under divine inspiration, what was the intention of the divine author? What did he want to communicate? That's always a good question to ask. Yeah. Um, and I do think we, that there are some deeper levels of intention here. Um, and, and here's one of them. Um, when Jesus touched the leper, we know according to the law that if you touch something unclean, you become unclean. And so you would have to go through the purification. The amazing thing about this story is that when Jesus, he touched the leper, everybody would have gasped, I'm sure, seeing him touch. It would have been immediately a statement of, now he is unclean. Mm. But that isn't what happened. Mm-hmm. The leper is healed, is made whole, and and is cleansed. So the one who should have been now unclean, um, or the one who was unclean is now made clean, the one who should have, who was clean and should have been unclean remains clean. Mm-hmm. And so what that was a picture of, and here's part of the deeper meaning, Jesus said, you know, I, I came uh, to fulfill the law. Mm-hmm. He was the embodiment of everything the law said. And when he touched that leper, it was he was um, in a sense fulfilling the law of bringing cleansing, and he himself not being uh, uh, be- becoming unclean. And when he goes and says, "Go, go, show yourself to the priest," there was a, in Leviticus fourteen has these rituals of, of of cleansing. It was I think an eight day process that they had mm-hmm. to go, and then the priest would look at them and, and examine them. It was this eight-day thing that they had to do and bring sacrifices, and on the eighth day, then they would be declared clean by the priest. This guy, Jesus said, go show yourself the priest. If he went and showed himself to the priest, there was one conclusion that could be drawn. He's clean. Hmm. He is clean, and who? how did it happen? By the touch of the one who is truly the Son of God. It, it would prove his deity. It would prove that he was the fulfillment of the law. Um, and there would be proof positive. No priest could, mm-hmm. could ignore that. Yeah. But there's another meaning, I think, for the touching. And another, one more um, quick understanding. Yeah. When Jesus touched the leper, um, and, and I brought this out, that there, there's an identification mm-hmm. with that leper. Mm-hmm. He touched him. That, that touch... Um, He's not distance. He's he's embracing that leper, and it's a great picture of how Christ, who knew no sin, became sin. Because at some level, Jesus did become unclean in terms of right. he touched the leper, and in that in that theological level, when Jesus died on the cross, he was taking our leprosy mm-hmm. on himself. He who knew no sin, 2 Corinthians 5 says, became sin that we might become clean, the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. And that picture of him touching the leper, the deeper meaning is his identification with us. And sometime after this, 
maybe two years later, as he's on the cross, mm. that is done in, 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 in its fullness as he's touching the sin of the world, mm. of the sin of all of us lepers. And it takes it upon himself. Um, he identifies with us, but he imparts cleansing to us, his righteousness to us. So it's a really wonderful picture yeah. of the great exchange of the gospel. Mm. And I think those are, are the sub-meetings. Um, he's the fulfillment of the law, uh, but he's the great cleanser who became sin um, and, and was judged in our behalf. Right. Mm. Well, and I've, I've heard it taught, too, that you know, even though he, he didn't become unclean as a result of the touch, he, he did take that, uh, the, the desolation, the, the lack mm-hmm. of community from the leper on himself in a very real way because the end of that passage is that he could no longer openly enter a town, but it was out in desolate places and people were mm-hmm. coming to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he couldn't any longer go. Um, so it just is another kind of reinforcing of that, that he, he took that mm-hmm. from the leper mm-hmm. on himself. Well, especially once you realize for people watching their perception dictates a reality as far as what they think so they see this encounter happen and you know even leaving the theology of is god now tainted by that sin aside like that's what it looks like to people people are like i can't believe you're touching <laughs> this person yeah. um and so a couple key points of the passage that that stood out to me was you know first off jesus touches the untouchable he's willing to go where others aren't so if we're in him we ought to go where others don't. Uh, I think that's important to think about. And, and the second thing that I really liked is um, Jesus' response to those who ask. And and one thing that's cool about this passage is uh, he asked for cleanliness, not just healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that idea of us pursuing cleanliness and a cleansing from Jesus, make me clean, Father God. Don't, don't make these symptoms go mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Make me clean, make me whole, make me anew. And, and, and so I, I think that speaks to a, a life of, of sanctification. And again, you know, there's all those double meetings of, well, if you're not a Christian, Christ can take away the, the penalty of your sins. But if you are a Christian, what can Christ take away? The impact of sin, <laughs> the dirty things that we're dealing with and, and that can mar us and change us and often warp the way we're perceived by other people. Um, God responds to those who ask. And so that puts it on us to ask the right questions. God clean me don't just fix this one small problem i have Mm -hmm. let me come to you humbly yet confidently Mm -hmm. and say let me be like you Uh, and then the last thing is is god fixes the unfixable i I think we forget how capable he is um and and how impossible you know a circumstance might seem um i i I think that's really cool yeah well i loved that you drew out the confidence of that leper right uh, as he approached christ not not asking if you're able but if if you're willing mm-hmm. i know that you're mm-hmm. able but mm-hmm. if you're willing would you mm-hmm. do this um and i think that sometimes we tend to forget the ability of god to just in the in our circumstance to just like you said just to fix the unfixable um mm-hmm. that's a very real lie that a lot of people struggle mm-hmm. with that that god isn't able to do what mm-hmm. he says he is able to do um so just that's a really great reminder mark i don't i don't want to read into the text and and leap to a conclusion of like he's asking to be clean which is a little bit more than just being cured am am i missing something there or does that make sense a a question in my mind that was brought up is like what is the difference between somebody wanting to be saved and wanting to be cleaned Mm -hmm. is this a passage that that speaks to that a little bit 
or Good am question. I am yeah. I theologically reading too much into Probably. the language? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, because I don't have an answer, so obviously yeah. you are. <laughs> um, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure the intent of the passage mm-hmm. was talking necessarily about eternal salvation. Sure, or, no. uh, it, it, but um, I, I, I the, to the to the point of the cleansing, mm-hmm. um, it does. The, there's a broader um, mm-hmm. a broader understanding of that. You mentioned community. Yeah. Um, you, you, you mentioned. I think. I think there is a spiritual idea in in this whole leprosy thing and right. and, and the Old Testament law too. A spiritual, the moral um, uh, stigma and consequences associated with the leprosy. And right. he wanted that cleansing that was total, and in that sense, the freedom from from the sin that the, the, the stigma of the right. sin. He didn't just want to be healed because even if he was healed, he wouldn't have been accepted That's necessarily right. back into yeah. community. Yeah. Right. He would have still had that stigma attached to him. Which again, which is why Jesus said he was following the law. Yeah. Go to the priest. And, and, and that was the, it was completing the cleansing process. Mm-hmm. Now the guy didn't apparently, right. or maybe, maybe did later. The text doesn't tell us. Yeah. He just was rejoicing he, I think, again, this is reading into it a little bit. I think he totally trusted the Lord mm. when he said, "Be cleansed." That was all he needed, mm. and he was rejoicing. He was clean in the sense of physically. He knew he was clean eternally. Jesus wanted him to follow the dictates of the law because they were living under the law to right. go to the priest mm. and prove the cleansing. That's interesting because yeah. uh, it would it would say something. The priests, by declaring him clean, would have to say. Right. You were cleaned by that that rabbi, yeah. mm. and it would it would affirm the deity of Christ. Um, mm. Yeah, it would it would extend the impact of what he did, and and that's one thing I noticed. Um, even just the way verse forty four kind of reads, Jesus didn't want attention drawn to the the healing act so much as the continuation of this man's life and and what that healing act did for him and who it came from. Mm-hmm. Um, to be a blip in a moment where a mysterious man cured cured you. But the challenge of him, okay, now go see how this is going to bear fruit and, yeah. and leave a ripple effect. Um, he he had the immediate awe factor of a ripple effect. Of, that just happened to that guy. That's crazy. Yeah. What would it look like to invade the law and the religious leaders of stumping them a yeah. little bit? And that's where the, the idea of the shame came in. I, as mm-hmm. I was studying and realized that part of that cleansing was the totality of it. There is stigma that hangs on. There's a stench of shame because of sin uh, and we need that that cleansing and we have it the moment we trust Christ mm-hmm. we, we get that cleansing even mm-hmm. in even as believers first John 1 9 if you know he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness as we confess mm-hmm. our sins before him um, even as believers we can fall we can sin you want I've often said if you want to know what a Christian's capable of doing read everything in the Bible that tells us not to do it right. and it shows what we're capable yeah. and there is shame that comes along with that but when we go to him and receive that kindness and his cleansing um, that shame can be removed mm-hmm. um, and people are going to heaven you know they're they're heaven bound but there are Christians who are still living with a sense of shame right. and they don't maybe see the full the, f- the fullness of the power of the gospel mm-hmm. and the cleansing that is there. And they have to embrace that and believe it. It's, a, it's an act of faith. And this guy believed it. Mm-hmm. I think this, right. this leper believed it. Yeah. 
uh, and he rejoiced in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love just going back to your point. I think that the when, when he said to go to the when Jesus told him to go to the priest, um, it wasn't for that guy. It was as right. a, it was as a right. proof to that's right, right it's for them for them. Yeah. Yep. Um, he said nothing about okay, go and be cla- go you know right. go to the priest so that you can be cleansed. It's you are cleansed. Go and show them as a testimony. Um, to as that. a testimony. Mm. But then you know to talk about. I think he really was because he went out and began to talk freely about it mm-hmm. without even going to the, the priests. You know, he was shame free to mm-hmm. talk as a leper his whole life, you know, or however mm-hmm. long it had been. He just went out and started yeah. <laughs> freely proclaiming it. Well, and, and that speaks to an excitement factor. Yeah. Obviously, he's hyper aware of what Jesus did for him. Mm-hmm. And we aren't. Mm-hmm. We aren't. Mm-hmm. We are in a society and a culture where we're bred to be hyper aware of other things relative to what Jesus did on the cross for us. And so if that becomes a back burner after the fact thing, that's always on your mind since, Oh yeah, I do also have Jesus man begin there. Like if you can. Yeah. And, and, and all, Mm. all three of us grew up in in a Christian home Mm. and, um, and I've been there a lot longer than you have, uh, probably was saved 200 years, 59 years ago. (laughs) Just, I was just ballparking. May, 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 may the Lord take your voice away completely, my friend. <laughs> he, he might be. He might be. <laughs> but, but you know, it is coffee. You should spit it out. Y- y- you can begin to take these things for granted. Um, mm. Yeah. And uh, oh, for sure. It, 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 so, so as as you've often heard, I'm sure, and read, as people have said, you, you got to pre- preach yourself, preach to yourself every day the gospel. Once I was lost, but now I see. Once I was leprous, but but I'm not any longer, and we have to keep going back to that. I remember talking with a dear old saint, um, elderly, elderly woman, um, uh, who had walked with the Lord for many years, hmm. and near her death, I never forget her saying, um, I cannot believe, she, she would say this, I cannot believe that God loves me. Hmm. It, she was every day over... I think she was overwhelmed every day with the fact I am loved by God. It never got old. It never got old. And it shouldn't get old for us either. I mean, we have to keep going back to that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it keeps us humble mm-hmm. and it keeps us walking close to our Savior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. One application question I wrote down here just for us to think about and our listeners to think about before Ash and I come your way is, um, what what brokenness do we most often tie to our identity? You know, as we're living through this life and struggling with it, even the way Brian phrased his question when he wrote in of just like, we all have a leprosy of some sort going on. What what do we? What is that deep rooted thing that we attach to ourselves that we we fail to dig even further past it and see Christ? Um, and I just think it speaks to what you said about preaching ourselves the gospel every day. I mean, how cool is it that that moment of salvation? Is, is eternal for us even when we forget it like the I make decisions forgetting that Christ died for me you know mm-hmm. it's inevitable and how we treat others and right we yeah. can forget exactly. wait a minute why would I treat that person less than what how Christ treated me right but we can come oftentimes with our self-righteousness mm-hmm. uh, whether it's within our families or within mm-hmm. the the destitute of society yeah. um, well, anyway same is true about how we treat ourselves too. Ah, uh, good point. You know, a very good point. Uh, how we approach and think about who we are, and, yes. and right. that impacts everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. that's good. Mm. 
Ashton, what can we uh, point people towards before we get out of here? I don't know if there's any specific timeline announcements or anything. Um, yeah, well, follow Chris, Star. We've yeah. talked about a bunch, so yeah, come out this weekend. Seven Weather's supposed to be nice. It'll be cold, but it won't yeah. be rainy or anything. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't want to jinx it. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. It, it should be good. Yeah. Um, Christmas is in full effect mm-hmm. now. We've got Christmas trees and. I saw it down there. It looks good. Around the building. I like it. And we have three Christmas Eve services. Yep. 11, 5, and and 7. And we've got uh, children's ministry at 11 and 5 for nursery up to preschool. preschool. uh, Preschoolers. So, um, yeah, should be be a great time. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, the fact of the matter, guys, is that sermons are not just meant to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless. Can you say that a little stronger? stronger? You guys can't. You guys can support me, okay? You can support me through this. We're not editing any of that. Much love and God bless. Have a good week. Have a good week. Have a good week. (laughs)